Hello, folks. This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. And today's discussion is going to be a little bit peculiar. I want you to hold your disbelief for a moment. What if cave paintings were made by mammoths and not people? What if they were telling the story of the life of mammoths? Now, I don't know. I've never been to those caves. And I'm not sure if those caves are big enough to fit mammoths. But let's think. Could those... Could those cave paintings have been made by mammoths? Hmm? Who knows? Assumptively, you'd say, no, that's not possible. There's no way. No way, you say. These cave paintings are art. But does that mean they were made by people? Maybe Neanderthals. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe aliens. Lizard men. Why not mammoths? So what is art? What is art? It's the difference between art and craft. In engineering, in science. Art is peculiar, unique, creative. It is a product just like what comes off an assembly line. But one could say art is defined by the audience but is everything art then is anything art does it matter maybe I don't think everything is art I think that To say everything and anything is art is to not experience art. So art is something that is made by artists, right? It is some type of creation, some type of... Thing we can sense is something that we can can say exists. But in essence, what what is art? It's communication and. This communication is created to 
share some sort of idea, concept, feeling, emotion, what have you. And for some, it is to share this idea rapidly, efficiently, abstractly, concretely. And for some, it's just to get it off their chest. And for these creators, they are called artists. So then, is an artist simply a communicator? Someone who creates art? Is art ephemeral, momentary, temporary? Is it everlasting, forever, eternal? Of course, art is ephemeral, is is momentary. Even if it lasts thousands of years, it is only momentary in the grand scheme of things. It only takes one jerk to change it into something that is beautiful to something that is different. Maybe better, maybe worse. And that's subjective, right? I guess art is subjective. But there's this uh, elephant. I heard Joe Rogan talk about it, and then I did some research, and I'm like, oh, there's an elephant that can paint. That's cool. And uh, as I did very, not even... Didn't even break the skin. Surface level research here. It's kind of a cruel act. Because elephants aren't made to paint. They can. But there's like some of this torture training that might happen. You know. And. You want to experience something cool or something fun, something wonderful, but you don't want to feel the guilt of someone suffering for your enjoyment. Most of us don't. I would hope. Maybe I'm the minority here. And yet many do. We hear horror stories from uh, game development, from engineering firms, finance, lawyers, and we hear about the the tortured artists, you know, and uh, a while back, and then I watched it recently to refresh it, um, the art assignment, uh, the channel, uh, did two videos, uh, a year apart, I think. One that discussed the myth of the tortured artist and the other about the truth of the tortured artist. And I think that those are both worth a watch if you have the time. Our assignment is... I've never taken an art class uh, outside of uh, self-study. So nothing like um, thinking about art history or 
know, the origins of art and whatnot. But there's a lot to art. And a couple of the quotes I like to say are that, um, oh, paraphrasing, is that uh, art is hard. If it comes easy, it's because of experience. Art is fun. Because it's not about the motivation. It becomes a part of you. It becomes integral to who you are. Because it was interesting here that even though, like, imagine this. You work and you get 10 years of experience at a certain job. And then you go on to a different position at maybe a different company. Or a similar position at a different company, you get paid less. Well, so what what you're telling me is, you're paying me not for my experience, you're paying me for the year. Like, what are you paying me for? So you're determining my worth. You're determining my skill, my effort. Of course, I have a lot of experience. Of course, things are faster. Why? Because there's experience. Things stack, foundations are built and built upon. Just because it looks easy means that there was a lot of work put into it, generally speaking. One does not simply... (laughs) One does not simply create things out of thin air and form it and render it from nothing, from no experience. There's a lot of thought that becomes automatic, instinctual, and habitual. And even then... Artists struggle because the envelope is further and further further pushed. And you can tell the artists who plateau and the ones that keep going. Because success is fleeting. The one you're competing against is not necessarily your peers. But yourself. Because, you know, they're doing their own thing. And you're doing your own thing, even though you're doing similar things, possibly, you're different. And this tends to cause us to torture ourselves. You know, am I good enough? Oh, I need to work harder than the other guy. Of course, yeah, sure. You do need to work hard. Do you need to work harder than the other guy? Maybe. You need to work for yourself. But you don't need to torture yourself to be an artist. That's one of the key messages I heard from uh, the art assignment video. You don't have to torture yourself to be an artist. 
It'll be hard. There will be struggle. You'll want to quit. But there's some some part of you that keeps trucking along. Because while most people see your art, the product, the end product, they don't see the hard part, the struggle, the training, the thought, the experimentation. Most of what you see isn't the hard part as the audience member. But if you have experience being an artist, you'll be able to see in other people's work their struggles, their battle scars, their toil, and be able to appreciate it even with its flaws because nothing we ever make really is perfect. And so we need to make sure we stay healthy. We be ourselves and we keep going. We meet our needs. One of the ways we can do that is looking at something like Maslow's hierarchy of needs so I took a psychology class a long time ago wow it's almost been anyways uh, Maslow's is basically like this pyramid right uh, starts with physiological at the bottom next layer is safety so I'll, I'll start explaining them layer by layer Physiological is like food, water, shelter, sleep. Safety is some type of security, like shelter, um, money. The third layer is love and belonging. So a sense of community, a sense of um, someone caring for us, acknowledging that we exist. The fourth layer is esteem so whatever semblance of quote unquote success and then this is the layer where most so esteem is the layer where most people if they're healthy are achieved there and then self-actualization is the tippy top it is the if you could if you died right now you would still be happy you've you've made it you've there's nothing else you could really want. You're, you're content. You know. So if we go from the the top down, you know, self-actualization, you're you're content. Esteem, you're 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 still hungry. You know, but you've you've pretty much made it. You're working on the last twenty percent. Love and belonging is when you're hungry and alone. You know, you're you're seeking companionship, seeking acknowledgement, respect, trust, you know. Safety, you're trying to get some type of you're hungry, you're worried, and you're in danger. And physiological is you're starving and 
you know, you're you're pretty much well, I am uh this is square one. This is ground zero, you know. And uh the reason why I mentioned Maslow's is because it's a it's a visual way of looking at needs and whatnot. But I, I will mention that there are uh issues with this type of model in that there are needs that are not cleanly hierarchical. They may be more complex, right? And uh because they're more complex, the uh, uh maybe things overlap, maybe things are prioritized differently for each individual. Maybe things are just plain wrong, right? Uh for uh certain cultures, certain uh peoples. And it it doesn't capture this model of Maslow's hierarchy doesn't necessarily capture uh those nuances very very nicely. But it's a start, in my opinion. It's the one I learned about, um that kinda of stuck with me through the years. And uh I wouldn't necessarily so I would say that personally, uh love and belonging and esteem are pretty hard. Like it it gets it, it it gets harder getting up the higher you go. Like if you get reach self actualization, that was like you got ninety nine point nine 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 percent there and you're golden. But the reason why I mention these needs is because they apply to everyone and it really helps highlight things that we need to be healthy artists. So I, many people are creative. You know, they might not be creative at their job, but they're maybe creative elsewhere. You know, and creativity is may include repetition. It might look to some as uh, mechanical and uh, repetitive or something like that. But in the end. Being creative is problem solving, is practice, it is observation, it is a lot of things. It's not necessarily one, you know, framework to follow. Like, I'm not really into quilting, but I I can appreciate quilts. And I there's just something beautiful about them that I... And yet I have no interest to pursue it. That's something that we learn as artists to appreciate. I mean, there are some things that I find uh, disturbing uh, in in certain uh, mediums and whatnot. But for the large majority, I can either appreciate it, I can eat... Uh, which requires understanding uh, or just uh, observe it or even create it or participate, you know. That's the ultimate, uh, int- it's the ultimate um, category of art. It's the one where you're so motivated, so engaged with it that you actually participate in it. You know, you go from uh, 
appraiser or um, audience to uh, or um, appreciator admirer you know from spectator to admirer to participant you know and some of the things I want to discuss also is that um, in order to be a healthy artist I think it's nice to uh, think of being a healthy artist as a three kind of pillars there might be more i it's just something i'm kind of running through off the cuff but there are these three major pillars that um are very very much related to maslow's but i think are independent yet yeah, independent in uh their execution so you can execute them differently but that are greatly interconnected so lack of one will affect the others and so the the pillars to becoming a um, healthy artist I think are uh, broken into mental physical and financial so I I know artists are like oh you know you're doing it for the money and whatnot well money is time and appreciation and respect and you know, there's there's a lot to go about doing that. You know, there's you know, economics is uh, really all about resource management. Uh, you know, once you get into the financial minutia of things, these become like stocks and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, those those are helpful. It's help, helpful to understand it. Uh, there's a book that I've been. I, that I've read and still still rereading and whatnot called uh I would teach you to be rich by uh R- Ramit Sethi Yeah it's 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 a nice book it's it's actually uh once you read it, you're like wow this is pretty obvious stuff and some of it's obviously not, you know, some of it's non-trivial, but some of it's you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, the way this range, you know, very clear. But as an artist, the more you do upfront for net financial, the less you have to worry about it. And it becomes, and this is where the interconnectedness of these pillars is important. Because where financial is, can isn't taken care of, it will impact your physical and mental, right? So maybe I should explain what I think about each of these pillars. So when I'm talking about uh, mental, I'm talking about like, okay, your focus, you know, and um, you know, are you sh- do you understand what you want to get out of life, at least right now, right? What are you focusing on? Are you thinking about too many things? Are you trying to do too many things? Are you, you know, um, are you clear in what what steps to take next? The direction. And uh, obviously I'm talking about uh, taking care of your mental health, meaning, you know, do you have any mental illnesses or uh, conditions rather? Uh, like depression or anxiety or and how you can try to mitigate those and um I'm not too much of a fan of medically uh 
like uh, pharmaceutically treating those. But for some, it's necessary. Um, I feel like a lot of it has to be a uh, a slow process of relaxing and um, creating new habits, breaking old ones, breaking bad ones. And uh, for some people, it's just predisposed. So, so taking care of that is very critical. And understanding community. So like the love and belonging is very much a core aspect of us uh, mentally. We're, we're social animals. And for some of us, it's um, we're introverts or we're extroverts or whatnot or somewhere in between. Um, most of us. Uh, are somewhere in between there's you know don't don't classify yourself don't label yourself you are who you are you know so don't put yourself in a box that someone else built build your own uh you know paint your own canvas rather and you know that be open but uh understanding what type of peoples you're you're you know you connect with you know it's not about race, it's not necessarily about culture, uh, but it's about building communities, finding a person who can relate to you uh, through friendship or romantically or um, someone who can connect with you on an interest level and, you know, like brothers in arms, uh, <laughs> you know, teammates, uh you know, mentors, uh, mentees, manatees. Maybe you like manatees. I don't know. Uh, and taking care of yourself um, in your own headspace. You know, like walking through the halls in your head, uh, making sure everything makes sense. So that's a line from Three Nights by Dominic uh, Fike. So taking breaks. You know, mental breaks. And managing your stress. It's very difficult. I All of this is a work in progress for me too. And uh, using something like meditation or... I think there's a thing called active meditation. It's, um, it's actually very helpful, but it's been kind of difficult for me to stay in tune with that. But you have to take care of what's in your head to be healthy. Because that's not the only thing. There's also the physical. So, um, physical is, in my opinion, one of the places where we tend to lack. And it heavily affects our mental. So, if you don't put... if So, this comes down to nutrition, exercise, and environment. So, nutrition. So, if you're eating poorly... You're going to feel it. And when you feel it, it's all in your head and it's going to bog you down. It's going to cost you a lot of money, right? So if you have health issues and whatnot, it's going to hurt you. Um, And eating healthy is difficult for some people because, you know, habits and uh, uh, availability, you know, some were, I guess, called food deserts or whatever. Um, it's very difficult, you know, eating vegetables, mostly avoiding dairy, going the, 
um, the uh, healthy dozen or something like that. Uh, going vegan uh, uh, or vegetarian or limiting meat consumption or um, exercising to compensate. Like if you're eating a lot of meat, right? So there, I I, I don't look down on anyone the you know eating meat i i eat meat so uh but if you're eating lots of meat and you're not exercising the problem is even there there's not really a like insufficiency of uh protein cuz what happens is it becomes fat and that fat bogs you down. And so you need to actually just do some basic exercise. You know, everyone needs to exercise. If you're an artist and you don't exercise, you know, yoga, uh, doing jumping jacks, walking, running, jogging, you know, uh, stretches. I'm getting back into a routine, hopefully, uh, but I'm working at it, and it's, it's tough. It's tough. You <laughs> you need to enjoy enjoy the the discomfort. I say discomfort rather than pain, because if you feel pain, you need to stop and get get help. Um, but uh, yeah, like if if because exercising clears your mind, it. Get your blood rate up, you know, you just feel, you feel not good while doing it. But afterwards, you're just like, ooh, that was, that was rough, but I'll feel better tomorrow and I'll keep at it. And that will help you focus. That'll help you feel a lot better. Because if you can put into your engine, you know, your body, uh, good fuel and you can work it out keep it working well they'll keep working for you another thing that's important is the environment right so if you're in a noisy environment that's gonna hurt you uh you know mentally right but it's a physical aspect of your life right uh if there's pollution, you know, that's going to wreck your health. And, you know, you're you're in a toxic environment with people. That's going to hurt you. You know, it, I, I guess it can toughen you. You know, it's very important to learn to get, you know, tougher. You know, understand that, you know, build some layers of skin, thicken your skin a bit. It's difficult, you know, let, leaving the ego aside, you know, thinking about things critically, uh, cooling down. That's very difficult. But, you know, you need to take care of your environment as well. Is it clean? Is it dirty? Um, is it tidy? Is it messy? You know, I, I, I appreciated reading uh, Marie Kondo's uh, manga book about you know tidying up spaces and just 
I didn't implement it, you know, word for word, but it's helped me clean up my environment. I definitely am addicted to getting things cleaned, but I'm also lazy. Yeah. So even though I have less stuff, it's pretty dusty because they don't clean it. But, you know, the essence of um, stuff treating things with respect, treating things as though they are uh, living, yeah. Understanding what's important to you, not just holding on to things that are sentimental forever, uh, that aren't really actually sentimental at all, or the "I'll need it someday." If if you need it, it'll come back to you. That type of thing. Yeah, like mental and physical are really critical, and they build upon each other. Very heavily. But financial is where, you know, that's the controversial one. I say in financial because investing, planning, and education are very critical. Right? To invest isn't as difficult as you might think. But planning, you know, these things take, take time. But if you can build these automated systems in, in the book that I recommend, um, uh, the I Will Teach You to Be Rich, I did appreciate that book. And there are plenty of other resources, but I found that that book uh, is one of the most succinct ones. And it seems like it's very much quoted all over YouTube, pretty much. People quote it and don't really mention it uh, for whatever reason, but... Uh, it's it's definitely changed my financial literacy to a uh, much more he- healthy and more sustainable uh, degree, and I'm I'm ever learning about it, you know. And if you can take care of the finances so that they can take care of you, you release your burden to make the right choices for you. To create more of what you love. You know. And. If that is. <laughs> making conjectures and arguments. And discussions about cave paintings. Being made by man. That's cool. That's. You know. We're, we're trying to build. Uh, an environment where you can learn, be financially healthy, mentally healthy, and physically healthy. And I challenge you to do these things little by little each day and improve yourself. Because it's easy to fall off the train, and I have done it many, many times. But like in the last uh, podcast, uh, you just need to stop. So stop, evaluate, and get back up because there's no quitting in life, okay? Just say that to yourself. There's no quitting. We got to keep going. I mean, there you might take breaks, you know, hiatus, vacation, whatever. But the moment you get back, Realize that it's going to be hard. 
but you're going to keep at it. And I'm going to be trying to be there with you and help you out. So I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, Stargate episode, marathon binge, whatever. And the artist that uh, I recommend this week is the Mountain Goats. And the track is This Year. It was a... uh, I I think I heard it from uh, Hank Green uh, a couple years back in one of the random episodes. And uh, it's been something on my playlist for a while. And I do appreciate their song, that track. Um... I don't really listen to many of their other stuff, but I like that song. So I recommend you give it a listen if you have time. And make sure you be <laughs> make sure that you be healthy out there. Every single one of you artists. Um everyone's creative in some capacity. And I can't wait to see what you create. And uh this is me signing off. See you guys. <laughs>